From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 267. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN, Pingdom, and FreshBooks. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hi, old school intro today. Mm. I like it. Nice, right? Sometimes mm. the old ways are the best ways. Uh, mm. Stephen is out sick today. Uh, send him your two most favorite new emoji. That would be my request. That was actually his request. He said, please, Mike, tell our listeners to have them send me emoji. It's the only way that I can get over the fever that I'm uh, I'm having. So, Two most favorite emoji. Yeah, the two new of the new, new ones. New emoji. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody obviously will pick the otter as one of them because it's maybe the best emoji now. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I have a feeling that, you know, Stephen... Uh, gonna appreciate the mate emoji you know yep take a sip of grandpa the grandpa emoji Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh uh, i was very excited to see my friends being excited for the new emoji this is why they upgrade uh exactly it's a big it's a big Uh, thing for people yeah well and it pleases me to you know when they're happy with an update usually they're just upset with like oh this update made my phone worse yeah now everything is slow and crashing for once you know when the emoji come out everybody's happy and that's nice so we have some follow-up i've decided that we will stick to uh the the regime today and we'll do follow-up there are more there's more smoke on the battery case fire wait no that's that's wait, bad no, phrasing. You don't, you don't, that's terrible phrasing that. right for 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 mm. what is actually saying that there's more rumors of battery cases is what i'm trying to say yeah, that's better English right there, yes. So as is the way uh, things are found in versions of operating systems these days, and uh, Mac Rumors has found some icons, some imagery for some smart battery cases, which are very clearly for the new uh, iPhone 11 models because the camera cutout is a huge square. Um, mm. I am excited about this. I don't... Genuinely, I don't know if I need it anymore, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm, I am I don't think I'm going to get this one. I don't think I am either. I just don't think it's, not it's necessary. necessary. Yeah, I mean, unless you have a job that requires you to uh, like be uh, you know, in the field with an oh, iPhone, yeah. using are, it all there day. There are always people, right? That, yes. But but like I think I I mean like for the travel day or mm. you know for the conference day, I just the battery life is so good now. I'm not sure that I'm going to need it. Like I've already been traveling with the phone, uh, and I'm going to be again. I think next week, um, and I have not run into any battery issues. Like I've always am able to charge in a like sensible way, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like I I went on a plane I, like and they didn't have power in the seats, but like it wasn't an issue. I mean, it's only a couple of hours, right, the plane journey, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, you know. It it I have not seen any of the usual problems I would have seen. Who knows where it will be in like six months? Like maybe it changes, right? Like batteries tend to get worse, no matter what the the battery graphs say. They always seem to get worse over time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I I don't feel the need for this case as I have other ones right now. Yeah, I I spent basically the past year leaving the smart battery case always on There's, on my tennis mats. Yeah, there is for for the again unless you play Pokemon Go. Uh huh. 
there is no need, I think, for like you to do that anymore. Like, yeah. I know a friend of the show, Alex Cox, is like screaming at me, so I'm thinking of them right now. Alex plays uh, Pokemon Go all the time, mm-hmm. and they have terrible battery life because of that. So I desperately want the smart battery case. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. if for most kind of general usage, like someone like you who was leaving it on, uh, you don't need that anymore because you have the hours extra that you need. Right. Yeah. I I can all like my biggest problem with the older generation iPhones is I something clicks in my brain whenever I see the twenty percent battery left alert and the icon turns red. Like that fills me with a sense of dread and and despair that is hard to describe. I shouldn't be this way, but I'm this way and you know I've accepted myself for who I am from this point of view, thankfully. Um and so when I see that alert, it, I I almost like feel bad using my phone because it feels like I'm I'm you know I'm taking the plug off of its life support or something. And so uh, ideally, I want to go to sleep at like three a.m. without ever seeing that alert. And the iPhone 11 Pro Max makes that possible because this phone, like I usually wake up at around ten thirty or eleven a.m. and when I go to sleep at three a.m. or four a.m. when I'm you know playing video games or something. Um, it lasts me all day. Like, this phone only died on me once, and that was because I spent the, the whole day out using 4G and playing games and taking pictures. Um, I don't think I need this external case anymore. Also because now I have my fancy wallet case, and <laughs> I've forgotten about by the way, that. the experiment has gone super well. Yeah, uh, now it's become... Yeah, I now it's... Uh, I put my actual wallet in a drawer because I don't use it anymore. Now I just go out with my wallet case. Um, you know, mm. Sylvia keeps the cash because she has a, she has a small purse, so she has the cash and I go out with just the the wallet case and my Do phone. Do you think and it's that there will be a time when you will stop switching the cases? No, because it's it's too thick for using it around the house. Is honestly. it thicker than the battery case was though? No, but it's I don't know. It feels unnecessary. And also, mm. it doesn't... Here's the problem. It doesn't support... It's it's too thick. Uh, so it doesn't yes. support wireless charging. But the battery case, even though it was thick, had support mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Nor does it support NFC scanning. Mm. So that's too bad. Mm. But um, yeah. yeah. There's no way it could because all the cards would get in the way. Well, the cards are at the bottom of the phone, which just surprised me. Here's a fun fun thought for you. Yeah. You yeah. can, uh, if your cards have contactless in them, you can set them up <laughs> as NFC triggers. So you could yeah, like set one of the cards up as an NFC trigger for when you're leaving the house. I, I should do that, actually. You should try that. That might my, be a fun little thing to do. My ATM card has a contactless chip in it. So, I, yeah, I should do it, actually. Uh I mentioned this because I, I I have an NFC sticker in my car and I tried to scan it yesterday with my wallet case and it didn't work. So maybe you should move that NFC trigger to a card and maybe. see if that will work. I don't know how consistent that would be though. But I'm not sure because the case is not that thick in the top section where the NFC antenna is. I so think maybe the, I, Honestly, I think your, your credit cards could be blocking the signal. But they are at the bottom of the mm. wallet. Mm, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a 13.2 bug, 
which we're going to talk about later. Wait, there's bugs in iOS? No. No. Come no. on, Federico. An, every bug is an illusion. Oh. It's a shame like, to buy into a meme like this, but at this point, I don't really know how not to. Software is buggy right now. It's funny, also. It know. is also funny. You know, I, I, I don't really... I don't spend too much time feeling guilty about complaining that people are working on software and I make fun of it. Uh, but every now and then, I'm like, ah, oh, there is somebody working on it. But, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like, I figure it's not every individual's fault. It's the situation that they find themselves in. But it is still funny. I mean, the the, the, the very internet is predicated upon the idea that anything should be memeable. That's true. And even that if true. it's made by somebody else. I know that we're, you know, it's the fact that the humans are horrible like that. Yep. So. We're, people make these kind of jokes about us all the time so like that's just like exactly people have memes about Mac stories I'm sure somewhere around some private slacks or something or on well Twitter. you know you know, <laughs> I see a lot of memes about me in, on Reddit so <laughs> but I love <laughs> well, them I love them well that's that's a whole different that's a whole different situation thing. that you have Samsung has shown off a new folding phone okay it is a concept they showed have it off yesterday it at the developer oh, conference right. Mm. Um, and this was uh, how they showed off the original one. It was a, it was like a concept, quote unquote, at Samsung's developer conference, SDC. This is a uh, flip phone concept. Okay. So the screen, you know, it like unfolds to become long and vertical. It's effectively a flip phone. Now, a flip phone makes a lot more sense if you think about it, for right now, for what Samsung seemed to be able to do, because as we knew flip phones, they were phones that had a screen inside and a small screen on the outside, right? That was what a flip phone used to look like. Now imagine mm -hmm. if you could have something kind of like iPhone size maybe, but you could fold it in half and put it in your pocket. That might be kind of cool, right? And it's got a little screen mm -hmm. on the front for notifications. Looks like a little Apple Watch or something, you know? Hmm. That could be cool. So does it, f does it fold... Inwards, yes, or inwards, okay. yeah. Samsung are right on, in there. So when inwards. it's closed, you cannot use it. Uh, when it's I, they haven't shown off anything other than an inward screen folding in on itself, right? Like okay. they haven't even shown if it would have an outside screen. Um, but because really, it's just like this is a concept. They didn't actually show any hardware. They just showed how a user experience would look. But this is a phone they are working on. Motorola is also apparently working on a Razer phone. I think they have an event in a couple of weeks where they are expected to be showing off a foldable Razer phone. Huh. It'd be funny if when it's folded, like the outside screen is like a little Tamagotchi. Uh, you know, no, I would love like that. A, like a tiny square, and you can, uh, you know, keep track of your apps. And, yeah, and that would be very nice. Oh, you got to feed the phone. <laughs> you got to feed the apps, man, during the day. Otherwise, they die. You got to feed Twitter with a hot take. Uh -huh. Otherwise, it will just shrivel up. You know that I lost my Pikachu Tamagotchi when I was little, right? I told you this story before. I don't know. Yeah, Nintendo made a special... Uh, Pikachu edition of oh, some sort of Tamagotchi was yellow. It was yellow. Was, yeah, I remember this. I yeah. remember this. And it became sort of like my dad didn't want to get a dog for me, a pet. Oh, it looked like a little uh, Game Boy, right? Yeah, it did. Pokemon and Pikachu, it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my mom got me, you know, a virtual pet, in this case, a virtual Pikachu. And like, I really cared about it. Um, spent several minutes every day, like, 
looking after the Pikachu. And then one day I lost it and I was super sad. And my dad didn't care about it at all. Like he didn't even bother to check where I could have lost it. And, and I still hold that grudge to this day, honestly. Like he should have looked for that Pikachu for me. Um, but yeah. So Tamagotchi and me, you know, not a good relationship. But still, I would love a modern version, you know, with apps. I'm sorry, it's a, it's a sad story. I'm sorry. That's I just, okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking this is probably a record because whenever Steven's away, we inevitably talk about Pokemon, and it, I don't we've know, been recording yeah. for about ten minutes before it came up this time. Yeah, yeah, it's probably to do with the fact that like there is a new Pokemon game in two weeks, and we both pre-ordered it today. So, Pokemon on the brain. Always. But Samsung, they're doing their thing. I figured I had to talk about it because like a million people sent me the link today over the last 24 hours. I had to mention it. That was my folding phone corner. Uh, How about this? The first services bundle from Apple is real and Mm. weirdly announced. So Yes. This was announced on Haley Steinfeld, who is the star of Dickinson, the Apple TV Plus show. She announced it on her Instagram. But this is the perfect place for the type of bundle that this is. Apple TV Plus is free for students that subscribe to Apple Music. Huh. That's a good deal. Right? Now, Mm. this is the first one. I still think that there will be more. Uh, but if you are an, uh, a student subscriber to Apple Music, um, then you will be able to get yourself uh, Apple TV Plus for free. Like, it's just included in the bundle. Um, so that's something. They really want as many people as possible to check out Apple TV Plus. Yep. Um, the student plan, by the way, is a four ninety nine plan. Yep. Yeah. So I saw the first ads here in uh, London for Apple TV Plus today. I saw oh, really? two you buses, did? two double-decker buses. One, and it was just, I think it was just coincidence. One had an ad for the morning show and one had an ad for C. And the ads were good, but they were missing something pretty important. So they had the logo of the show and an oh, image. No. Oh, no. There wasn't a link? It just said Apple TV Plus. Oh, no. <laughs> there was no URL. Of no. any kind. Now, no. I was, me and Adina were walking along. And I was like, oh, look, they're the first ones. And I said, that's weird. They have no link. And she said, oh, well, because people will just know they can only watch it on their iPhone. And I was like, well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> and that's the problem. I think that will be the assumption that, like, you see this, you see Apple, and you think, oh, I'll watch it on my iPhone. But it, they've, they have, Apple have gone to great lengths to make this available to everybody, mm. right? There is a web version. It's on Fire TV. It's on smart TVs. But they gave no information. To be fair, they do put, and I noticed this myself, and a friend of mine also asked me about it, the Apple TV icon, by default, they put it in the dock when you update to Catalina, uh, which is, sure. you know, growth hack, super gross, but... You know, I get it. I just uh, think that, like, I mean, and again, I know people will Google, right? Like, I understand that, and that's probably the, what they decided to do. But the, uh, I, I think that even if you don't put a link, they should have tried. They should have. They should be yeah. doing something to try and tell people that it's available, even if you don't own an Apple product, mm-hmm. right? Because like that's important. But we'll see. I mean, Friday, can't wait. Big day, November first, mm. Apple TV Plus. I'm sure we'll have some stuff to say about it next week. Yeah. I just wanted to spend a minute. This is not in the document. I'm sorry, Mike. I just thought of it. It's okay. Um, 
and you know, a, a quick appreciation of family sharing. Uh, let me tell you why. I, okay. Silvia's sister, she lives in Spain now. Uh, she comes back to visit every few months. And I spent uh, a few hours last week, she was here, uh, setting up a family sharing account uh, on her phone. Um, we I've been using family sharing with Silvia for the past two, three years since it became available, essentially. And it's the iOS feature that allows you to share, among other things, um, your iCloud Drive space with other family members. And I have a two terabyte plan, and so that, that's planning for me and Silvia. But then over the years, I also added Silvia's mom and my mom to this family sharing plan, just because it, it allows me to make sure that everybody can back up their iPhone. You know, they don't need to worry about paying or signing up. You know, we talked about this. People don't want to use their credit cards online. My mom is one of those people. Silvia's mom is one of those people. So now I take care of the process for them. I pay for iCloud, I pay for Apple Music, and everything is shared. Um, I also added Sylvia's sister to the plan. Um, and yes, we are using a, you know, uh, irrequired because I have a US Apple ID. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's a whole deal of like mm. setting up a new US-based Apple ID. Oh and yeah, yeah, it's, a, but it, I, over the years, I've learned how to optimize this process, you know, creating a new iCloud account, moving things between iCloud accounts. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to say that it works super well. Like I now have five people in my family sharing plan. So I think I've almost reached, there's another person that I could add. Um, but yeah, it, uh, we share Apple music. We share iCloud drive. Now everybody's happy. Everybody's using iCloud photo library. Everybody's using iCloud backup and everybody can listen to Apple music and it's super fine. It works well. could be better. Like, there should be a dashboard, like a dashboard app to actually manage all of this info instead of going to settings. There should be something like Picnic, which is a, a family sharing type service that gives you a dashboard and you can chat and you can have shared calendars in a single view. But even without a dashboard, it works really well. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, because I've thought about family sharing a bunch for me and Adina. Mm. Is it possible for me to like for her to keep her current Apple ID and come into a family. Like, so I set mine up yeah. as like the family owner and then she keeps all of her previous purchases. And then, then like with her current Apple ID, then it becomes a family and then we can benefit from having the same purchases. I think so. I am positive. That's the way that it works. My setup is slightly different because I've always had a US Apple ID since I started using the iPhone mm. 10 years ago. Sylvia and her sister, they didn't. So they needed to move between Apple IDs. But I do think that if you're based in the same region and you don't need to do anything weird like I do, just UK to UK, you can totally invite an existing Apple ID and that Apple ID keeps their previous purchases. Yeah. Hmm. You should look it up just to be sure. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be responsible. I think I might do it. Because there's just more and more benefits to doing this, right? Like Apple Arcade being one of them. Like yes, she was talking Apple about Arcade. signing yep. up, but there's no need. If mm -hmm. like I'm already paying, she doesn't need to pay for it as well. Um, people in the chat are saying, Pastor Boy in the chat is saying, just add, we can just add. Uh, I could just add her Apple ID yeah. to, to this family. And even the mm. invitation uh, process, you can you can do it in three ways, I believe. 
uh, you can invite over email, you can invite over iMessage, or you can even invite them in person. Uh, the <laughs> the the new member gets to type in their Apple ID, uh, Apple ID email and password on your phone when you do it. Uh, if they don't have a device to do it right now, uh, so it's it's very nicely done. It was a bit bumpy at the beginning, uh, but now it's uh, it's gotten much better. Uh, try always like uh, don't do anything weird like our friend John Voorhees did, for example, last year creating a fake child. He created a fake child yeah. for family sharing, and that child cannot be removed until they turn 18. So he's going to have a, new, a fake user in his family sharing for 18 years now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that story never gets old. It's so John. It's so perfect. Uh, but yeah, family sharing. Uh, I just wanted to say that I, I appreciate the way that it works. Could be better, but it's already a pretty sweet deal, actually. The only downside, maybe, you cannot share app subscriptions. So third-party subscriptions for like for apps like Ulysses or Bear, those, I believe, they cannot be shared. Right, but we could both just members. have our own, right? Yes, of course. Right, because yeah. it's like, you know... We're not do- we we don't share them right now, but at least but we don't share anything. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I think I think I might look at. I think I might do it. I think I might do it. I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna. Well, I'll ask if she would want that, and then we'll see. Sure, if that's something sure. that we'll do. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we still got a little bit of follow up though. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN, a reliable way to ensure that your network data is kept secure without slowing your internet speed. If you ever use Wi-Fi at a hotel. Shopping mall, doctor's office, no matter where, you're sending your data over an open network that doesn't have encryption. And look, this can make it easy for a hacker to bypass Wi-Fi security and steal your information by exploiting flaws such as crack, which is key reinstallation attack. Crack makes it sound so much more scary, which I guess is the point, because key reinstallation attack doesn't sound scary, but it is scary. It means people can get your stuff. You don't want that. The best way to ensure your data is encrypted and can't be read by hackers is to use ExpressVPN. It's super easy. You just download the app on your computer or smartphone and then just continue to browse as you normally would. You just click one button in the app to secure all of your network data. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most reliable VPN around. They are recommended as the number one VPN provider by TechRadar and CNET. That they take privacy and security to the next level. They even invented a technology called Trusted Server to ensure that VPN servers run from RAM so no data logs are written to a server's hard drive even by accident. I think that is very clever and makes a ton of sense. I really like that feature. Um, I use ExpressVPN whenever I travel. It just gives me a peace of mind and, as I said before, without making my internet run super slow, which is exactly what I want. If you want the best in online security and privacy protection, head on over to expressvpn.com slash connected for an extra three months free of a one-year package. Protect your internet today with a VPN that I trust to keep my data safe. Go to expressvpn.com slash connected to get started. A thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Uh, I saw today FCC approval has been granted to the Mac Pro. Okay. Great news, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I especially Why wanted not? to bring that up when it was just me and you because I just Why thought not? it would be funny. I I uh, I'm all I'm all for you know the the government approving new professional Macintoshes. Uh, it's like your two favorite things: governments and professional Macintoshes. The, the 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 hammer of the of the state and the and the you know the and the power of the Macintosh. That's 
that's what we're known for on this program. The hammer um, of the state and the power of the Macintosh. The two yes. tenets of Connected. Absolutely. It, is so, it, it fills me with such a pure joy and mm-hmm. delight knowing that the U.S. government has officially approved the Macintosh Pro that you honestly have no idea. The Macintosh Professional. The Macintosh, prof- the Macintosh Professional is my most anticipated computer. Product release of, of the year. Of, of the day. Mm. Yes. Today. Just today. <laughs> Today's most anticipated computer. Do you think it's weird that we don't know when these are shipping? Yes. Uh, it, it's not surprising. I, I believe it basically happened the same with the I'm original trash can. Oh, the iMac Pro the, as well. And the iMac Pro as well. Yeah. I don't know why Apple uh, likes to do this, honestly. Like, what's so difficult about a date? You can still do the embargoes. You can still do the behind-the-scenes, you know, press tours and briefings. You can still do all of that. Just give people a date. Like, even a window. Like, it comes out in in December. And everybody starts saving their money. We have until the 22nd of December. Sure. Because that's when fall ends. Can't you really be a little more That's a long time. That's still a long time to wait on this product. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Fall. Yeah. Or the autumn. The autumn. It's, it's a very good word. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it's approved. Uh, you know, there's a whole industry of, this is totally a tangent, but there's a whole industry of folks who know how to operate these websites. Like the FCC and the US government uh, patent office website like they know how to find stuff uh, there. I have no idea how to do it. Like I wonder if they have a shortcut or some app that you know looks into the FCC database. Like how do they do it? Or like when they when you see those reports of like two new MacBook models have been spotted in the EurAsia database. Like how do you even do it? Like yeah, do you that have is true. Employees working there and feeding you info. Like how does it happen? There's a whole There's also industry. this like whole weird thing about like the iPhones don't do this. There's like the a, there's like a secret approval process for mm. for uh for some products because I remember I th- I believe if if my memory serves Apple and other companies really kind of petitioned the FCC for this when new smartphones started becoming a thing. So the FCC didn't ruin a product introduction. Because FCC approval documents include diagrams of the product, right? So you like the, this FCC for the Mac Pro, right? It has to be done before they can release it. Now they can't do that for the iPhone, right? You can't do the FCC approval in public before it's announced, because then everyone will see it. So the FCC mm. approval is like sealed, I think it's called. Like, and so it's like you never see it. Right, like they don't release the documentation. So obviously, Apple hasn't bothered to do that because we all know about the Mac Pro. Um, but it is just kind of this funny thing of like all of this stuff being public. Like, what is this Eurasia database? Why can't they do it? Like, it's it's yeah. very peculiar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I maybe there's a there's a there's a, a word for this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about like how many professions exist in the world. Like, like if you look at any object around you and you realize, you know, there's somebody is an expert about this and there's people that work with them on this and there's other people that also work with them. And like, 
It's, it's mind-boggling when you think about how many jobs and different professions exist and how many people are experts in different fields. Like, and in this case, you know, FCC and government, of, like there's somebody out there who's an expert in government approval of electronic devices from Apple. Like that's very specific. And yet we all take it for granted and we talk about it as if it's just something that happens. But no, just, just there's people behind it. And I find that oddly fascinating. Um, so that's what I think about in my day. I don't know why you think about it, but when you explain it like that, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Does right. Google Docs include multi-window support? Yes, but only on the Mac Pro. Ah, okay. That's good to know. <laughs> no. The Macintosh professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's still not there. I'm sorry. iOS 13.2, watchOS 6.1, they're both out. Um, you can share audio. Have you done this yet? I haven't done it yet, but I know you can do it. A few weeks ago, I tested it, and it worked. I haven't done it since because I, you know, Sylvia doesn't want to listen to my music. There is very few times that I can see myself doing this, but in the times that I would want to do it, it would be very useful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like watching a movie on a plane or something, yeah. you know, with, with my wife would be really useful to be able to do this. There have been multiple times where I've been like, oh, I wish I had a headphone splitter, but I don't have those things anymore that I don't just always have them lying around, especially when I'm using wireless headphones. But this will, I think this is a feature that I will get some use out of. And when I do remember to use it, I'll be very happy. Uh, what else of interest to you is in 13.2? Well, Deep Fusion is out. And okay, available. I was talking about this on Upgrade of Jason. I'm a little bit frustrated about Deep Fusion, Federico. Are you? Yeah. Because Why? I have no idea Yeah. if it works yeah. or not. And or what yeah. it's doing for me. Yeah, that's the point. They don't want you to think about it. Um, so I kind of wish that they'd never told me about it. Yeah, I can see. I can see what you mean. Like... Especially for people like us that we like to know how things work. Because they positioned it in the same way they positioned portrait mode. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. We're going to tell you about a camera thing. We're going to show you how amazing it is. Matt Panzerino is going to write a big article about it. But the difference is, like, I have no control and I have no idea when it's, when it's in effect. So It's something I've noticed about the camera. I have one little complaint about the camera. Mm. Sometimes photos look very dark. Like mm. there is like a sharpness that they have to them. I don't know whether this is um, some kind of deep fusion-y thing or it's a night mode thing or just a low light thing in general. But I've noticed that some photos I take, they seem to have this like, like, like the sharpness or the clarity has been pumped up quite a bit, but. I, I'm I'm mm. struggling to put my finger on it. It's like the lighting is a little weird somehow. Mm. Mm. Uh, but anyway, Deep Fusion, I don't really... It's kind of... Uh, basically, the way, where I am with Deep Fusion now is I'm going to choose to forget about it. Yeah, you should. Uh, it's, uh, we're not supposed to think about it. I wonder if maybe there should be some way to communicate this. Um, you know, even, even just... Um, for those who really want to go look for it, have some metadata in the photo that mm-hmm. you can inspect if you really want to double check and confirm. So I've been thinking um, about this as well, right? This was never supposed to be a thing. They just mm-hmm. didn't have this ready in time. Yeah. 
wasn't supposed to be like an update. There. It was. It was never supposed yeah. to be like we have this thing called Deep Fusion. This was just supposed to be in part of the camera, iOS yeah. 13 as part of the camera, and then they were going to say we're now doing this thing in some lighting conditions. Like it was just going to be part of the camera presentation where they spoke about how the camera works. Like there was, I feel like there was never supposed to be this this period of time where deep fusion didn't exist i feel like that was never the intention purely because there is like no setting for it it doesn't exist in ios it's not written down anywhere you can't find it right like i feel like it was supposed to be in 13 as a feature it took a little too long and they bumped it spoke about it as this big thing that was coming out but it wasn't in the same way that they did portrait mode like really this is just like an update to the camera it's not a new shooting mode and I think that really it was supposed to be the default shooting mode because it's it just muddies things quite a lot. It makes things difficult, right? Like when it comes to like camera reviews of the the phone against like other smartphones and stuff, Apple would have obviously much preferred it to have all of its ducks in a row beforehand. Um, I, I expect that it was supposed to be part of just the release and it just didn't make it. Yeah, I agree. They don't want you to think about it as a feature, mm-hmm. uh, but we received it as such. Yeah. With an update. Yeah. So, um, you can now change, if you have an iPhone or 11 or an iPhone 11 Pro, you can now change settings for uh, video resolution and, and frame rates inside the camera app. So, it's not the best UI. You basically need to tap on labels that do not look like tappable buttons. But if you do, you can uh, toggle between formats and frame rates. So you don't need to open settings to do it anymore. You can do it within the camera app from the viewfinder. Um, some changes to shortcuts uh, on iPhone and iPad. There's a new, two new actions. Uh, one is set noise control. Uh, this works with AirPods Pro and I believe the new Beats Solo Pro as well. It's new in 13.2 and it's a, an action that lets you choose whether you want to use the active noise cancellation or transparency mode or... Uh, just turn it off. And you can now do it with the shortcut, which is convenient because it means you can create widgets for it, you can create custom menus for it, or you can even... Uh, somebody send this to me in, in on Twitter, uh, which is a great idea. You can set up an automation so that in if you have 13.2 and watchOS 6.1, uh, every time you start a workout, you can toggle transparency mode on. So that like if you're going for a walk or a run outside, you can still make sure that you hear traffic around mm. you or people around you. That's so that's very clever because the shortcuts can now detect if you're starting a specific type of workout so or part even of the any workout. Triggers, right? that's it's a, part of the yeah. automation triggers now and it works if you have watchOS 6.1 uh, and you can combine that with the new noise control action for mm. AirPods. Um, there's also a new handoff playback action that lets you hand off audio playing from your iPhone or iPad to a HomePod or to an AirPlay 2 speaker, I believe, and to an Apple TV. Of course, uh, I wrote about it, uh, but of course, <laughs> the HomePod software update had to be pulled because it was breaking people's HomePods. And I also think the multi-user thing is horrifically buggy. Yeah, it was broken. Uh, but there's a new action you can hand off playback, and if you were one of the few people who managed to install 13.2 on your HomePod, you can try it out 
I made a couple of shortcuts that you can download on Mac Stories if you want to have a custom menu for audio handoff. How does that work? Okay, so that's a good question. I believe it works in two different ways. So if you're trying to hand off audio for Apple Music and Apple Podcasts, my understanding is that they get special treatment. That's already happening right now in a different feature. So what happens with this action is it transfers the audio session entirely from your iPhone or iPad Ah. to the HomePod. If you try with third-party apps or other apps, they just initiate an AirPlay streaming session from your source device to the speaker. So you're going to see like iPhone, uh, right pointing arrow, HomePod in, in control center, you know? when you're streaming from your phone to a speaker. Apple Music and Podcasts, they get special treatment, just like they already were getting special treatment before uh, in, in how you can uh, start uh, like a completely separate session uh, on right. a HomePod or right. you know, without touching the audio that's playing on your phone. Uh, so that's how it works. But it, you know, it's nice because you have choice. You can, you can do the special... Uh, transfer for music and podcasts or you can just transfer uh, hand off any audio from any app I tried with AirPlay 1 and AirPlay 2 and it always works it's very nice do you know how the proximity one is working I know that uh, well, it's working for me it's very nice I don't know how it's working because it, it feels like NFC like it's the same kind it of do- action you don't need to tap you can wave your phone slightly like on top mm-hmm. of the HomePod I don't know what kind of sensor it's using though honestly yeah, it's weird, right? Like, how does mm-hmm. it know? I don't know how it knows. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused about it. Me too. And speaking of proximity, Mike, do we know if Apple ever shipped or... F- I know that they shipped it, but have they ever fixed the position-aware airdrop thing? I don't know how it's supposed to work. Me neither. I just keep spinning my phone. Like, when I, it- if I have the two phones and I move one to the other, it vibrates, right, to, like, indicate yes. to me. But, like... Nothing transfers. I still have to press a button. Like, I don't understand what's happening with that airdrop thing. Yeah. Sometimes I see a message that says, raise your phone. Like, wh- wh- what does it even mean? I think you're not supposed to, like, flat, like, hold the phone horizontally. Yeah, but when I'm pointing to the other phone, nothing exactly. happens. Yeah, it's very confusing. I don't um, understand it. It feels like a feature that they didn't show off for a reason. <laughs> It's because it doesn't work. They just haven't maybe, bothered to make it work. Maybe it's Apple's secret plan to let you exercise your arms by it's just spinning, spinning deep around. airdrop fusion. Yes. Um, other fixes and improvements in 13.2. There's now a listening history section in Apple Music, in the Music app, when you open the App Next queue. Uh, if you swipe up, you can see your listening history. So any track that you listened to before. It's very nice that you have a record, you have a, mm. uh, a history of, of the music you listen to. Uh, I'm very happy to report, Michael, that the ability to drag apps, app icons, out of Spotlight is back in iPadOS. Okay. Was it ever gone? Because I've been doing it the whole time. Uh, I believe it was broken for a lot of people. I think one of the things that you had to do was like press the home button on a keyboard and it would work for me. Right, so I think that might have been the yes, reason that I was getting right. it to work. 
I was pressing the ESC key on my Logitech keyboard. There you go. But now uh, you don't need to press the key anymore. Now it's the way that it used to be in iOS 12. I've and now I've given up that Apple will fix the uh, dragging an icon from the home screen. They clearly not have no intention of fixing that. They broke that, um, and now they're not going to fix it. Right? That you could because you used to be able to like tap and hold on an icon and drag it, then tap another one, it would open that app, and you could drop the icon, the second app mm-hmm. onto uh, a split view. It, all it does is creates a stack to put in a folder, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. And now there's going to be people, you know, please don't tell Mike that y- you can still sort of do it. No, you can't. If you, I don't care what anyone says, you can't do it. You can still sort of do it. No, you so can't. I'm gonna sa- I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna save you the well actually on Twitter. Uh, you can, you can do it if you pick up the icon, then enter the multitasking app switcher. Oh, that's baloney. But like, it, look, if but the it, apps it, start it, moving around as if they're being physically moved, it's broken, right? Because that didn't used to happen before. I'm just giving you a I, potential. I, I know you're trying to help me, but I refuse the help. But I get your po- yes, it's I get broken. your point. Yes, yes. If you have a contextual icon that says rearrange, like a contextual menu that says rearrange icons, you do not need to have all of the icons immediately rearranging all the time, right? Like, why can I rearrange icons in two different ways but can't drag an app from the home screen into multitasking? That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, it's bananas. It's absolutely Mm. bananas. Um. Let, I want to. I need to ask you this, Mike. I don't know if this is exactly new in thirteen point two. I'm pretty sure it's new in thirteen this year. On iPadOS, you know the Command Tab switcher, right? Yeah. I've recently discovered that if you hit Command Q while an app is selected in the Command Tab switcher, it'll remove the app from the switcher but it'll not actually force quit the app. What is the point of that? What's the point of this? <laughs> you need to tell me. Why? What's the point? Uh, I don't my understand that. My only possible explanation is that if, you're, if you feel subconscious about the icons that you have in the command tab switcher, like if you're in front of people, you want to quickly hide an right, icon for some reason. they're still in multitasking. But they're still in, they're still in the switcher, though. They, it doesn't quit the app. So you can just clean clean up your your switch. I don't know. That's but it's but there you have mm, it. That's if a remnant want. of something else, right? Like when I see stuff like that, and say that's not a feature. That's in there. It's it's a it's a non bug that has been created, right? Like it's just like this esoteric thing that's been created because of something else. Why would that be a feature? Like if you hit Command Q, it only removes it from the. Tab switch. That's not. That's not a feature. It's a. It's a byproduct of something. It's a, else that entirely. byproduct is the perfect phrase for that. It's <laughs> yeah. just. It's a byproduct of something else mm-hmm. that nobody mm-hmm. ever intended. That. Yeah. Super weird. All right. There's more for thirteen point two and six point one and all that nonsense. Uh, but let me take our second break before we get to that and thank Pingdom for their support of this show. Pingdom are amazing because they help keep your sites and the sites that you love online. Pingdom monitor your website so you don't have to, giving you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. You want something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your website, and more importantly, when it isn't, and that's why you need Pingdom. They will let you know the moment that your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. And it's super smart too. Pingdom will get the information that you need to solve an issue, send to whoever can solve it, whether that's one person, two people, or an entire team. 
Pingdom are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. They use more than 70 global test servers to emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. All Pingdom needs is the URL that you want to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. Don't risk being the last to know about something on your website breaking. Start monitoring today at pingdom.com slash RelayFM. You get a 14-day free trial and no credit card required, and then when you sign up for a plan, use the code CONNECTED, and you will get 30% of your first invoice. That's pingdom.com slash RelayFM and the code CONNECTED for 30% of your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. So I am aware. Mm. Actually, you know what? Before I've got an article open here from the wonderful Max Stories, um, and it's about the HomePod and basically what you were talking about. And there is something called Loud Siren in here, which everybody who listens to the show now knows that you that you have now turned your entire HomePod set up into a horrific siren. I want to talk to you about that, but before we do. I want to ask you something that I know you don't want to answer. Your home screen in these screenshots here. There's a lot going on on these home screens that I'm very intrigued about. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you're not going to want to talk about it right now. But there's a lot of very interesting looking icons that Mm. I don't understand. Can I give you my answer? Yes. Here's my here's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the siren sounds like? Yes. Is there anyone in your house right now? Just the dogs, just me. Poor dogs. Yeah, they're they're in the other room. This is the home pod in my room. Oh my god. Oh, that is a horrific noise. And We're going to get to that. 40%. Uh so my home screen. Um yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I should write about it. Uh, basically, the reason why <laughs> the reason why I wanted Sylvia to make the Max Stories shortcuts icons, which, by the way, has been recently updated with 50 new glyphs, which you can get at MaxStories.net. Yes, for there's a free update, and you know the glyphs also have HomePods in them because I I knew this update was coming out. Um, I convinced her to make these icons because I wanted the icons myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the fact that running uh, shortcuts on the home screen is much much better in 13 convinced me to go to try this hybrid approach of like not an entirely shortcuts only home screen but both apps and shortcuts um, I have more apps on my phone than I do on my iPad on my iPad I do have more more shortcuts on the home screen but that's because I have I have uh, the dock on the iPad um, but yeah, I should explain. And you can I want to know what they all are. There's like yeah. releases, recent, my tasks. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. task plus music bot. Oh, the music bot. Ideas. What are uh-huh. these things? Uh, um, some of these are uh, big projects that I've been working on for the past five months, uh, especially mm-hmm. releases and music uh, and my tasks. Uh, those are like uh, actual web apps. <laughs> They're powered by shortcuts. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I, will re- I promise I will share them eventually. They were created with the purpose of sharing them with people. Uh, honestly, in the short term, like before the end of the year, I want to write about the home screen, my home screen, like 
all the apps and shortcuts that I have. And I plan on sharing MusicBot, which is the thing that I've been working on for the past two months. Um, I, I've been talking about it on, on App Stories a bit. Uh, it's this sort of comprehensive Apple Music Assistant that, I, that I've been working on. It's like, so far, it's about 500 actions. And like, it requires no setup. It's entirely like uh, uh, all the complexities you removed to do a bunch of things for you for Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I realize there's a, there's a lot of things. Uh, okay. Uh, idea, uh, so ideas is an easy one. Ideas, it just launches an Apple note for my shortcuts ideas. It's a simple one action shortcut. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of things to explain. Like, uh, have you seen Reader in there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I've stopped. I'm almost convinced that I'm going to stop using Safari reading list. Oh man, it's, it's it's there's a another three episodes of this stuff, but we don't have the time today. But yes, I'm not surprised you just you've stopped using Safari Reader List. Look, that, I give it a honest shot for like three years. That Reader right? icon is that a beta icon or something? It's it? yeah, yeah, it's the beta. It's supposedly coming out very very soon. Mm. Uh, I I use yeah. Reader every day. I've gotten back in touch with Silvio, the developer. Uh, we we lost touch over the years when he was busy working on Reader 4. And I've been sending him my feedback for the shortcuts that he's working on. It's really, really, mm. really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shortcuts. Yes. Huh, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll come back to all of that. Let's talk yes. about your HomePod siren, shall you we? You want to hear the siren again? No, I don't want to hear the siren again. That's the okay. one thing I don't want. What I want to know is, did you get it all working? Do you have your home alarm system set up the way that you want now? I do. And that's because uh, you can now uh, let HomePods participate. Well, if you have the software update, of course, uh, you can now let HomePods participate in the in home automations and uh, scenes. So th- this means that you can play... Uh, th- you have four actions. If you assign... A HomePod, or I believe any AirPlay speaker, AirPlay 2 speaker, uh, to a scene or automation in the Home app on your iPhone or iPad. You can now you can choose between four actions. Uh, they are play audio, uh, resume audio, um, pause audio, and adjust volume. And you can choose. There's a bunch of options that you can choose: uh, repeat, shuffle, uh, use the current volume, or set a custom volume. And when you play audio, so this is the thing that I was looking forward to because I wanted to turn my three HomePods into a siren, into a super loud siren. I do have a siren, like a physical siren that I bought on Amazon and that I wired myself. But a multi-room HomePod setup will be much louder. Imagine a multi-room HomePod setup, 100% volume blasting a loud siren like the one you just heard part of the thing about that is like if that happens to you you know that's coming from multiple places that is like an audio assault to you Mm -hmm. yeah uh so i was able to so i'm gonna uh, let me talk i'm gonna mention this in a few minutes uh for now what i've done is i downloaded a loud siren track from youtube i used youtube dl to download it on my mac I used Fission by Rogamiba, excellent app. Wonderful, to app. Com- wonderful app to convert it to uh, an MP3 file and give it custom metadata. So I give it a 
home kit uh, home icon artwork mm-hmm. and uh, i believe the the genre uh following the excellent tip by john boris is loud um and i think the artist and the album is no the artist is home kit i think and the album is home kit security it's the hottest beats you know, it's the loudest bits. Uh, I uploaded this track to my iCloud Music library, and then I selected it in the home app so that whenever my home uh, security system is triggered, the home pods will start playing this track, Loud Siren, full volume in all three rooms. Um, it's loud, man. It's, it's very loud, and it's, uh, you know, you can barely survive uh, if you hear that i haven't tried at 100 percent, 50 percent. it was enough for a few seconds are you happy with the way that you have this set up right now that you are willing to trust the security of your home to this system oh yeah i, I, I mean i've been trusting the security of my home to this system without the home pod sirens for the past few months actually uh it, it works really well I, sh- I must say like the door and window sensors are working great um what I, what I want to do is modify the Loud Siren track so that it contains a, a vocal message that, like, um, fakes a phone call to the police as well. Oh, yeah, I uh, forgot about that idea. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put together, like, I'm going to record myself. I'm going to... But uh, is it the policier or the carabinieri? Which one are you I think I'm, I think I'm going to, like, with the carabinieri because they're, you know... I, I, I see them as tougher. Yeah. yeah, scarier, uh, just the word. Scarier. scarier. Yeah. That's because in, in, you know, many, many, many years ago, they used to have a carabina, which is, you know, the gun. Uh, that's mm. Hence the carabinieri. Because it um, sounds to me like a secret police. I don't well, know they're why. they're not a secret police. I know, they're, they're everywhere. You see them, but like, it sounds like the secret police, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how I hear it. But Yeah, but I'm pretty happy so far. Like, I've, uh, we, we've added, like... Um, What's it called? Like a like a UPS module, like the thing for backup power, the uninterruptible uh, power supply thing. Yeah, um, because you know, of course, if if anybody's trying to break in, uh, they maybe they could try uh, cutting the power uh, from outside. <laughs> How do you, know, you deal the with the explosives, expert Federico? Well, that I haven't accounted for, but at least, but <laughs> at least my to. my internet connection is gonna stay up. My Apple TV. What if stay they up. cut a hole in the ceiling? And uh, come down that way. By that point, I'm screwed. Yeah, uh, I guess so, right? <laughs> uh, but at least if they try the traditional way, the internet is going to stay up. So I'm going to get notifications and the Apple TV is going to stay up. So the HomeKit hub works and the at least one HomePod and the Amazon and the Amazon siren, the physical siren, uh, will continue working. The other two HomePods, uh, if they cut the power... Uh, will not work but honestly i really hope that they don't like i i don't i don't want anybody to try this i just know that it's working and that's enough for me you know you cannot live being obsessed with oh are they gonna break in today is the system gonna work no i just set it up for my safety for my peace of mind and you know the fact that it's entirely powered by HomeKit makes me happy uh because i don't need to trust anybody anybody else's servers anymore or pay for other subscriptions and services and that kind of stuff. And I cannot wait for HomeKit Secure Video to become available for my Logi Circle 2 cameras. Are they uh, putting that on there? Yes, the Circle 2 will get it. Okay, that might be what I moved to, because I want to uh, have access to HomeKit Secure Video. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just want too. that feature, and 
I'm not convinced that Canary's going to get it, but I no. I won't. I only want to move when I can recreate what I have, which is also having like a siren and the ability to talk through into the home. Like I want to yeah. be able to to have these features, and I don't mind if I have to have a couple of different products to make that work, as long as it all works with HomeKit. Yeah, I'm happy with yeah. that. Yeah. Have you tried the uh, HomePod ambient sounds? Uh, no, because I didn't know how to activate them. Neither did I. I found a great article on 9to5Mac, which exp- like actually tells you how to do it. <laughs> okay. So you just say, like, you know, ahoy, telephone, um, play stream sounds or mm. ocean noises or you say white noise, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then it cool. will do it. Uh, and they sound pretty good. Um it's a little aggressive for me, I think, mm. like the sounds. Because they sound they're, they're, like, they sound pretty loopy, right? Like they're on a loop, um, mm. like in a pretty short loop. And that kind of, I don't really like that so much. But you can do white noise and stuff, which I know is useful for some people because it's kind of cool. It's built into the HomePod now. Yeah, people buy like uh, white noise, white noise machines, Yeah, uh, you know, dedicated for this. And now it's part of the HomePod, which yep. is pretty cool. Um. 13.2 and 10.15.1 and all that stuff, even the HomePod, it gave you the option to do the Siri privacy thing, right? Where right. you can send the audio clips. What did you choose? Oh, I'm sharing everything, man. Okay. I mean, I'm not. Whatever. Really? Oh, okay. I, I, I'm really, I'm doing it out of anger because I was just really annoyed at the way Apple dealt with that whole thing. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of doing it out of spite. And part of my spike comes from the fact that they're getting the text transcripts anyway, which I find really annoying. That, like, mm-hmm. I can't opt out of that. Like, they've made this big thing about an apology, but they still won't let me opt out of text transcripts. Um, so I mm. said no, because it's just like, I don't, I feel like I just don't need my audio sent for somebody to listen to. I just feel like I don't, if I get the choice, I'm going to say no to that. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're good. Well, I've been getting so many accidental Siri activation. Right, but, and that's part of the reason I don't want it sent because it's happening all the time. Yeah, but I've been getting so many of them before 13.2 on my HomePod. So I don't know if the situation is getting better. It's too soon to tell. But again, it's so many that I realized, you know, how many people like me are out there in this situation of having three HomePods that have been imported from the US and they're now being used in Italy uh, in, a, in, a, in an environment where... Honestly, like most of the time, you can hear me talking in a weird mix of English and Italian, which, by the way, is getting super, super bad and funny at the same time. Like, I cannot speak in Italian, like fluent Italian anymore, basically. Um, so, how, what's the, you know, what are the chances that some uh, many other people like me are up there with the same setup? So, I figured, you know, anything that I can do to sort of improve this for myself, I'm going to share the data with Apple so they can listen and understand whatever is going on. Um, because honestly, like the TV is triggering Siri all the time now, even though like I get obviously, it all the time. Like it, it, even for like words that are not mm-hmm. remotely similar with yep. that name. Yep. Um something else that has been going on uh here. Watch OS 6.1 um is out, uh came out yesterday. Got a bunch of improvements. Uh battery life should be better for people. I've seen folks who have a Series 5 watch saying that 6.1 improved their situation, so that's nice. Workout triggers, we mentioned them before, 
are now should now be working correctly between the iPhone and the iPad. Right. I say should oh. because they don't for me. Okay. Also, what doesn't work for me is you can now run shortcuts on the Apple Watch thanks to 13.2 and 6.1. Uh, and it's supposedly, uh, it's the full-on shortcut support. Like, you can see even menus and lists on the watch and you can choose parameters and stuff like that. Even though there's no shortcuts app on the watch, you can now run shortcuts on the watch via Siri. And you can, you know, interactivity, conversational mode, all of that stuff is supported. It's not working for me at all. When I try to run a shortcut, it says, I do not recognize that command. And I, of course, opened up a feedback report with Apple last week. They followed up with me today asking for an additional sysdiagnose mm. on the watch, which, by the way, if you don't know, you can capture a sysdiagnose on the Apple Watch by pressing the side button and the, the digital crown at the same time for two seconds. And then you got to wait 15 minutes for the sysdiagnose to be collected and saved on your iPhone uh, in the watch app. Anyway, uh, I needed to install an additional Siri login profile on my iPhone to gather additional data for my shortcuts usage. Uh, my understanding is that something horrible happened to my shortcuts library so that it's not syncing to the watch correctly and uh, I'm not getting the workout triggers to work and I'm not getting the shortcuts on the watch to work. It's probably base 64. I knew that I was gonna make, uh, you were going to make that joke and I accept it. I brought it on myself. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, Apple can look into the data that I sent, the additional data that I sent, and they can figure out whatever is going on. So the the shortcuts can only be run by Siri, right? Yes, of course. There's no or or uh, in theory uh, with the Siri watch face. Mm. In theory, Our I haven't friend. tested it because it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter today. I'm gonna try and find the tweet if I can. Uh, with a video of how shortcuts on the watch work. It's pretty impressive. Uh, you, you do get the full interaction. Uh, you can choose from lists. You can dictate text. You can, do, you can do anything. So I really hope that Apple can figure out what's going on for me because I would love to use this. Do we have anything else on software updates? Mm, I mean, Catalina had an update Good. with a new emoji. Great. Um, I don't know. Uh, the Apple TV was updated too. Um, that's about it, I think. Yeah, I think we should stop messing around and start talking about what people actually care about today, which is AirPods Pro. Oh, yeah. Because we both have yeah. them. We haven't had them for long, but we both have them. Let me thank our final sponsor and we can dig into that. It's FreshBooks. Good friends over at FreshBooks. They have the most amazing, the most simple cloud accounting software available that can help you save time. If you ever send invoices, you ever track expenses, you can save so much time, hours and hours and hours and hours, because FreshBooks simplify all of these tasks. They help you with getting paid online. They help you with tracking your expenses. They help you sending invoices, and they help you with keeping track of it all. FreshBooks drastically reduces the time it takes for their customers to do their paperwork. I am one of those customers and can attest to that. FreshBooks makes it so easy for me to create and send an invoice and then also to track that invoice once it's sent so I'm not spending time chasing up with the clients that I work with because they 
make sure that when I've sent out an invoice, I can see wherever it's been seen. I can see wherever it's been printed by the person that I've sent it to. I don't have to guess as to whether it's been received. And I also will know if somebody's ghosting me or not. FreshBooks helps out with all that sort of stuff. And they can also automate late payment email reminders as well. So I don't have to actually send those out myself. The system can just do it all for me and I can get back to doing whatever it is that I want to be doing that isn't sending invoices, which as nice as FreshBooks is, I don't want to be spending a ton of time sending invoices. That is one of the reasons that I choose FreshBooks because they make sure that I don't have to. If you're listening to this show and you've yet to try out FreshBooks and you ever send invoices, now is the time to try it. They're offering a 30-day free trial for listeners of this show. No credit card required, no restrictions. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash connected. And if they ask, hey, how did you hear about FreshBooks? Say on the Connected podcast. That's freshbooks.com slash connected for a 30-day free trial. Our thanks to FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay. FM. AirPods Pro. Mm-hmm. We both got them today. Uh, I had them for a couple of hours. I've spent a little bit of time playing around with them. Uh, they were announced on Monday. Uh, we were both able to order them and they've arrived uh, in case you have missed it. Effectively, the big things here are active noise cancellation. So yes. there is noise cancellation. Uh, they are water resistant. They are splash proof. It's probably mm-hmm. a better thing to say. Um, what else do we have? And then they're smaller. They have a different case. Um, really, the, the noise cancellation is what warrants this product existing because there's a few different things going on. There's a couple of modes, right? You have regular mode, which is just nothing's happening. And the, you know, the, ear, the AirPods are going in your ears now because they have those little silicone tips. So that provides some level of isolation, right? Because you've got right. a fit um, and it's, you know, it's, you've got something stuck in your ear. So that isolates some noise. Then you have the noise cancellation mode where it's using the microphones on the outside and it's t- and also the microphones on the inside to see like how much noise is outside, how much noise is getting in. And then it's trying to like map the music to and like it's it's really weird stuff like i don't understand completely how this stuff works but it's using mm-hmm. all of that sound to adapt the noise that you're hearing and then to to make sure it's basically trying to level that out right or you've got transparency mode where it's actively using those microphones to bring in some outside noise to you more than you would be getting from not having it on even if you were playing no music right like so the idea would be if you were uh, on a bike right and you're riding on a bike you still want to be able to hear street noise um, maybe if you're on a plane you want to be able to hear something if there's announcements the way that apple set it up is you can basically choose any three of those modes so nothing transparency mode or noise cancellation and you can do that on the iphone you can change that you can like long press on the the volume slider um, and you can also set it up that there's the the new force sensor, which we'll talk about in a little bit more detail in a minute. You can have it so you can long press to toggle between the two uh, modes of either active noise cancellation or transparency mode. Whatever one you're using, uh, a couple of second squeeze on the stem of the uh, AirPod will change between one or the other. So that's kind of like the rundown of like that feature, right? I think I've, I've pretty much covered that i think right um but we've both had them uh i think we have both had issues with these types of earphones in the Mm -hmm. past so earphones that go in the ear i have also previously not been a big fan of noise cancellation so in theory Mm -hmm. this product shouldn't be that great for me but i really like it 
Like, yeah, I'm very happy with it so far. I find the fit of the um, the silicones. I go down to the small ones. They the medium wouldn't fit in my ears. Um, taking those off, by the way, is an experience. The little like the silicone like uh, oh my god yes tip things you have to really yeah. pull it and it feels like you're, you're gonna break it yeah it's because they unlike other uh, earbuds with tips uh, silicone tips that I tried before you you don't just like insert the tip uh, in the in the in the speaker like what what's it called like the the the, the earbud itself mm-hmm. there's like a little plastic base that like at the bottom of the silicone tip that needs to attach. To the AirPod, it it's not magnetic, but it feels like it. Like, like you I'm gonna to... all right. I'm gonna pull mine off now so people can hear what it sounds yeah. like. Right, like this is the sound it makes when you try and remove the tip. Like, yeah, it is a significant. It is quite scary <laughs> when you're trying to take them off for the first time. It's not just like shoving the the silicone uh, tip into the earbud. You need yeah. to physically detach and reattach this little component to the AirPod. Um, which uh, like now that i know like um like the what's the correct amount of pressure, strength yeah. to apply and pressure yeah. to apply like uh, i totally get it like it's it's super easy but the first time i was like oh man i'm gonna like i swear like the first time that i pulled it off i thought i broke it i like, figured oh, i was gonna rip the silicone yeah right like but, yeah, uh, yeah it was. but what i noticed is that so historically uh, you know me uh i you know i have a side hobby of trying lots of different headphones and mm-hmm. earbuds and you know it's just something that i like to do and then eventually i resell them to my friends and other people so i i, <laughs> I keep the hobby going like that um and historically uh in-ear earbuds have always been problematic for me in that uh, after 15 20 minutes start getting a very light headache it gets much much worse within the hour and I feel like pressure in my ears, and it moves to my forehead. It's I can I really cannot do it. Uh, and if if that doesn't happen, it's because I cannot find a good size of silicone tips that fit my ears. So either I don't find silicone tips that work for me, or if I do, I get a headache. Um, I haven't had any problems with with noise cancellation before myself, okay. but I know what you mean. That it, it it can make you feel a little strange, like mm-hmm. you know, sort of like confused or like a headache. It 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 can be tricky for for a lot of people. I totally understand what you mean. Uh, these AirPods Pro, I believe that what Apple is saying about the new design with the with the vents that relieve pressure in the inner ear, I think it's working. Because I've been listening with these AirPods for over two hours today. Didn't get a headache. Yep. Didn't get any, you know, sort of weird sensation, a weird feeling in my ears. Everything's been fine. I can tell that it's a tighter seal compared yep. to traditional AirPods. If traditional I turn AirPods it are... off, if I turn noise cancellation off, I still can't hear much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think Air- the, the lightness of the AirPod and not having a cable is something that hel- is helping it stay in yes. my ears. Yes, yes. But the way that I, that I see it now is like traditional AirPods have a much, much looser seal. Like, they, they, I've never lost them. I never, you know, accidentally dropped them from my ears. I'm lucky like that, that my, the shape of my ear is 
works well with the tr uh, classic AirPods design. But these ones, they're much, much tighter because of the silicon tips and, you know, the design of the of the of the new airpods um the medium size tip uh fit right away for me and the what's it called ear tip fit test yeah uh, that's a mouthful uh in settings that confirmed right away that medium was a good seal mm -hmm. for both airpods and the result is that um noise cancellation works i mean it doesn't come like it's not magic right if you have somebody talking in front of you it's not going to magically block them out, but it makes them way, way quieter. And of course, background noise, that does a really good job at eliminating. Mm -hmm. um, but the result for me, like the sound is what matters. And the sound is much, much better than normal AirPods. Like yeah. you got more bass in there. It's warmer. It's, it's, it's a richer sound overall that I really can't believe that Apple was able to pack into these things that are so small. They're so much smaller and shorter than normal AirPods, and they sound, to me, not twice as loud, but twice as richer, which is different, and it's really quite remarkable. Yeah, like, I think as well, one of the things that's helping me with the noise cancellation is it's not too strong anyway, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think because it's, I think most of the problem I have with noise cancellation is like over-the-ear headphones, and it, it's it's just doing too much, Right, like, and and I've, I, that's maybe just too aggressive. Where this is way less aggressive, um, and I do think that there is a possibility. Like, I don't know that maybe these vents are, are helping out with it, but like, you know, like I even felt like there were times when I was putting them in when I've been testing them out today, and I wasn't sure if noise cancellation was on or not, which I actually think is a good thing in some instances because mm -hmm. that means it's not making me feel weird. Basically, like I was just in a quiet room. Right, so like there mm -hmm. wasn't noise to cancel, but while I was putting them in, and I wasn't sure. I've noticed that um, they, when you take the the AirPods out of your ears and put them back in again, they remember your previous setting for whether you had noise cancellation on or off, mm -hmm. or you have transparency mode on. So it just remembers that. So it doesn't seem like there's like a default way that you set it. So you just have to remember that, right? Because. I think that there would be quite a lot of times I would want to be able to choose between all three. Like there would be times when I would want it off, like all off, you know? Right. Um, if I'm just commuting or whatever, where I feel like I don't need noise cancellation, but I also don't need to hear everything. Like a, there's like a happy right. medium. And I like that there are the three modes so I can choose. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not one of these people. I, you know, I hear this. I hear people from like from you, from some friends, from YouTubers. People they like put on their headphones and they're like, mm, "The mids are really good in this, and like the highs are great." And it's like I have no, I do not know what anybody's talking about. Okay, they, right. Okay. I but like I've had, I've tried to have it explained to me. I can't recognize it. I know when something's bassy. I know when something yeah. sounds nice and clear. Yeah. I know, and but like my main thing, which is like, and I've I had this today when I was using the AirPods, is when I was using them, I was like, oh, I'm hearing things in this song that I know very well yes. that I typically only hear when I use over-ear headphones. So you, you do you do know what it's like. You just, you're just not sure about the right terminology. But yeah, that I, is exactly... I don't know what the terms mean, yes, right? But yeah. like, I can hear like certain instruments played like more loudly or like little details in a song that I don't usually hear. Like I can hear differences, but I can't categorize them. Yeah, and most of them are the, the mates. As they say, the like the detail in the instrument. Like today, I was listening to uh, the latest album by The Main, which, by the way, excellent album. 
Um, and with the AirPods Pro, I can pick up details in the in the background guitars that they just become a little mushy, like a little just background noise yeah. uh, with the AirPods. But here you can you can tell the guitar apart from the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's I'm pleased that you mentioned that because it's also something that I noticed today. Um, what do you think about the case? All right, so uh, it's bigger and uh, heavier. That's, that's no problem for me. Point one. Like, yeah. Yes, it is, but like, whatever. Like, it's not like yeah, it's suddenly like the, a brick. The size difference for me is not an issue. I know some me people neither. don't like it. The weight sure. is not an issue either. That is worth noting. My issue is that at first, I was a bit clumsy in t- trying to understand how to take the AirPods out of the case. Um, you have to learn again. It's not You have yeah. to learn again. It's not the same way with the with as with the old AirPods because if you like to if you try to pull them from the from the silicon tips from the front, like if you try to pull them out from the front, it's not working. You got to pull them out from the back. From so uh, it's a new it's a different gesture, it's a new gesture and it feels like I I at first, I felt kind of stupid. Like, am I, have I really forgot how to remove AirPods from a case? But no, the the different shape and the fact that you have the silicon tips now, uh, they re- the case requires you to to adjust your gesture for taking mm-hmm. them, taking them out. Uh, but it's you know now it's totally fine. I did it a bunch of times and now I get it. Now I reaching for the back of the AirPod and it comes out right away. I cannot believe how much smaller they are. Right. I mean, and that was one of the things that I was also concerned about, like the shorter stem. Is it really going to be comfortable to reach and and press because you have less surface area to, you know, to find as a clickable button? But one, yes, it, it, I find it to be relatively easy to do. Like I can reach for my ear and, and press and it's fine. And I cannot believe how smaller they are. And they're so much smaller, yet they sound better. And they have and they're more doing features. more, and they have they're the same battery more. life. How is this possible? Miniaturization, man. That's, yeah, uh, it's a wild thing. Yeah. What do you think of the force sensor? So this is the sensor that now controls play and pause. Uh, you you basically squeeze it once to play. You can double squeeze it to uh, skip forward, go back. If you ever use the old inline controls on the old wired headphones, it's that, basically. But if you press and hold it for a few seconds... Uh, or like a second or whatever, it will do the the active noise cancellation toggling, or it can activate Siri if you choose for it to do that. You can that's the only option you have for changing the force sensor. It can either do the noise cancelling changes or it can do Siri. You you can't customize it for anything else. Um, what do you think of the the sensor? It seems to be working well so far for me. Um, I I get it. Um, like I I've tested it a few times. Uh, I can get used to it. I'm happy that you can customize the gesture and have Siri uh, activate without the voice invocation. Mm-hmm. Um, my only feedback so far would be I wish the click sound was louder. Yeah, because it makes that, a little clicky sound, which is fun it makes, that it does it. It's too quiet, though. Yeah. <laughs> should, should be a little little. Louder. You know what I like, though? When you do the uh, press and hold to change between... Noise cancellation, transparency. Yeah. It plays a tone, but the tone is different. The chime, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's different for each one. So, like, you will eventually learn just by the yes. chime where you are. Yes. I think that that is very, very good design. Yeah, the, these AirPods. 
they sort of, I think they are the, the final nail in the coffin of those who hope that Apple would eventually enable uh, slide gestures to control the volume. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was, you could imagine it before with the longer stem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now, you know, swiping across the AirPod that it's so shorter, I, I don't think it's ever going to I'm just it. really happy that they found a more refined control method because this is more refined for me than, than slamming the side of my head. With my hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've always had the, this argument here. Tapping was fine for me. I get what you mean. It's I do still think this too, is more. Uh, unrefined. I think Even this is more elegant. Even if it was elegant. fine, this is a more refined it's, gesture. It, it's elegant. It's a yes. little less aggressive. Like I'm not tapping, I'm just clicking, you know? Yep. It's, you feel more like a gentleman when you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. I, I think it's good. I mean, they. So. They have removed the tapping gestures. There's no accelerometer in this, it seems. They're gone. It's gone. They're gone. No, um, I think the accelerometer is in there, but th- okay. there's no tapping. There's no tapping. That the you accelerometer do. doesn't provide those actions anymore. No, no, no. So, I mean, overall, um, I'm super happy so far. I, mm-hmm. I still got to test them uh, on a plane, of course. Can't wait to do that. That's a big uh, test. I think I'm going to do it. You know, I have Apple Care, so... <laughs> We'll see. Uh, oh yeah, I should mention that Apple Care. Uh, oh yeah, probably worth getting for this product. It uh, to replace them costs one hundred and seventy-eight dollars or twenty-nine dollars of Apple Care, and Apple Care is just twenty-nine dollars for this product. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to mention, uh, slightly related to this, um, the excellent utility by friend of the show Guy Rambo, AirBody for Mac. Uh, I believe has already been updated for the new AirPods Pro. He sent me a build a few hours ago, um, and Airbody is an app that allow lets you see the same pairing UI that you see on the iPhone or the Apple Watch when you first, uh, you know, when you when you open the case uh, near a device, you see, you know, the little spinning graphic. Um, Airbody lets you see the same thing when you open a case. Uh, an AirPods case next to your Mac and it lets you connect to the AirPods with one click. And I believe a new version of AirBody with uh, AirPods Pro support is already out and it works really well for me. So there's that. Um, I'm happy so far. Like uh, They sound great. Uh, transparency mode is uh, and noise control is very welcome. I love the shortcuts integration. I need to test uh, a workout, a real sweaty workout. <laughs> With these things, see what it lo- see what it's like, but otherwise, um, I'm happy. I'm curious to see. Here's my here's my something to check upon in the future. I believe there's gonna be a market for third party tip replacements with even more options for sizes or colors or you know because Definitely they are possible. completely detachable. There's nothing proprietary. It seems. I mean, as long as you copy. The design of the plastic attachment, you can do it. So, uh, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see third-party replacements for these. You can buy them supposedly for four dollars at the Apple Store if you wanna buy more replacement tips from Apple, the original ones. Which uh, is good that the price is so silly, right? It's like it should yeah. be that kind of price, like a really small price. It's like the same as replacing the tip of the Apple Pencil. It's like mm. cheap, very cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should hand them out for free, throw them in like confetti. When you walk into an Apple store, they're just throwing AirPods Pro tips at you. Now we had some audio predictions that we made 
for the year, and I wanted to review them today, but now I'm thinking mm -hmm. that maybe we should wait until next week and review them with Steven, because we may have some debate, as we always do. There's going to be there's gonna be a debate. All yeah. right. So we'll, yeah. we'll, next week, we're going to review those. I think it's all, I, I think I've worked it out. I've already scored them in our document, but we will all argue over that scoring, I'm sure. Uh, mm -hmm. So next week, we'll do that. But yeah, the, the AirPods Pro, I'm really happy. I think this is something that we'll both, all of us will be providing follow-up over the next couple of weeks um, as we use them in different circumstances and situations, uh, you know, different traveling and uh, moving around and all that kind of stuff. This this is a product that will be worth coming back to. But I do want to say, like, this is a great product. The team that is responsible for making AirPods is one of Apple's best teams. Yes, yes. This is, I tweeted about this today. The, the AirPods and the Apple Watch, for me, are the Apple at its best, really. I know that it's an overused phrase, but when it's true, it is true. Uh, this is the best that the company makes, like uh, miniaturization, making something portable and elegant and powerful but intuitive. Like it's the perfect balance. AirPods and Apple Watch, and and even more so AirPods uh, in this case, they strike that balance of something so incredibly complex, reduced to the to the essence of its functionality that. It, it it really is when you think about it, like all the different components and and the you know the H1 chip that's inside these things, mm -hmm. um, and the way that it works and what it does and and the fact that it's completely wireless. Like we take it for granted, but it goes back to what I said a few minutes ago here on the show. Like imagine how, like the people that are experts about this stuff and like how is this possible that you have these two these two wireless things that like monitor the sound around you and they block out the sound by beaming like a noise into you like that's wild mm -hmm. uh so yeah this is uh, it's a pretty awesome product and the people who worked on it should be happy because it's very nice all right that about does it for this week's episode thanks to expressvpn pingdom and freshbooks for their support you can find show notes at relay.fm slash connected slash 267 go to maxstories.net for federico's work he's vitici on twitter and instagram uh steven is at ismh on twitter i I don't know what he's on Instagram. It's Stephen M. Hackett, I think. It always changes. I don't know. Mm. But Stephen, we'll be back next week. Don't forget to tweet at Stephen uh, your two favorite emoji in new emoji. Of his health. Uh, new emoji. He's sick today. So new Not emoji. Yeah, two emoji. favorite new emoji from 13.2. I'm sure he'll enjoy seeing those. Uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Federico. Adios. Uh, bye. <laughs>